Good morning, church. Today's scripture I'll be reading is Luke 6, verses 43 to 49. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Before class, uh, Sean had asked on Wednesday night what uh, the scripture was. And uh, before class, he saw my notes. And on my notes, I took out the, my accent at the four. So it looked like he was reading three to 49. <laughs> and he, I'm like, I would not do that to anybody. Maybe Terry Barnhouse. I might do it to Terry Barnhouse. I like to give Terry Barnhouse the hard words. He likes to, to spit those out. Um, it's good to be here this morning. I'm glad that you're here with us and, and worshiping. Um, there was a quote from our summer series, and I wanted to read it this morning as, as it goes along with what we, what we are looking at this morning. Uh, and, I, and again, I encourage you to pick up one of these books there in the back and, uh, and read it for this week. The, the quote um, is from Don McLaughlin, but he, he was in a graduate class with Desmond Tutu. Uh, the Bishop Desmond Tutu, and I'm going to read this little paragraph. It says, while in grad school, I took a class taught by Arch, uh, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He was coming off a taxing task of leading the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa. The theme of God's love provided the context for every lesson. One afternoon, he brought our class a message I will never forget. And, and quote from, from uh, the Archbishop, it says, I hear that some of you are grumbling that I need to move on from talking about the love of God. And the good, the good bishop started off, and then he explained, the stall in the process is not my fault. If you would get it, I would move on. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times when we, uh, when we are studying different things about God's word, uh, it's not that we don't get it. Sometimes it's just that we don't always practice it. And I think that's part of our, our struggle in our lives. We know the right thing that we are to do, but we don't always know the right thing. As we, as we live our lives and, and our hearts guide us and, and lead us in the situations we are in, we don't always live the life that we should. We don't always say the things that we should. We don't always think the things that we should. And why is that? Why is that? And I think the, the scripture from today kind of pulls that out for us. What is it that we are feeding, feeding ourselves? What are we feeding our lives and our souls? At Grove City High School, and it was there till just a couple years ago, over the lunch line 
uh, it said, you are what you eat. And it was this bizarre picture that made really no sense with the statement that you are what you eat. But, but you know, you are what you eat uh, physically. You know, if you eat healthy, you, you tend to be more healthy. If you eat not so healthy, you tend not to be so healthy in your life. And the same thing is with our spiritual life. If we interact with people who are Christians who, and we have fellowship with those people and they encourage and we encourage and challenge each other, iron sharpens iron, build each other up, we do good things. But if we fill our minds with things of the world, with, with politics and, and, and uh, sports and business and money and financial matters, if we fill our lives with those things, those things come out of our mouth. Those things come out of our heart because it's what we are spending our time with. And if we spend our time in God's word, if we are spending time fellowshipping with one another, good things will come out of our mouths. Good things will come out of our lives. Good deeds will come forth. So my question for us this morning, and as Duke said, uh, it's me, me and ye, I am actually asking you to put yourself in some of these situations as well. But every time I speak, I try to do something that's, that's helpful to me or, or challenging to me. And, and that's part of the reason we're doing this summer series. And again, the, the title of it is Love First, Ending Hate Before It's Too Late. And I think we need to talk more about loving each other. But more than talk about it, we need to do it and we need to show it, and we need to be loved to the people around us. Uh, verse 43 from Luke chapter 6 says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So my question today, as I asked a second ago, what is in your heart? What is in your heart? What is it you're filling your mind and your, your time with? Is it love? Is it care? Is it about Jesus Christ? Or is it about the Buckeyes? Or is it about the politics? Is it about your job, everything you're doing every day, and the things that, that bind up our time? Is it education? Is it trying to be the best person you can be and get the highest grades you can get? And in none of those things are any of those things wrong. But if your time is not spent in surrounding yourself with the Word of God in Jesus Christ, Scripture, fellowship, and those things putting God first, these other things are going to come out of your mouth. These other things are going to happen. I, I've mentioned before, uh, during college I worked, I, I drove, sometime I drove a school bus. <laughs> and, I, and I see why all over town they're trying to hire school bus drivers. It is not, it is not an easy job. I enjoyed kids. I enjoyed driving the bus 95% of the time, but there were those times. And there were different shuttles they would give to me because I, see, I appeared to be more tolerant with uh, different groups of kids. But 
but some of the drivers, uh, some of the drivers, ha I, I think they had been former truck drivers, and their, their language was pretty rough. And there was also many, many of them that were, were Christians, and they, their, their language was different. But there were times when I would find myself in these conversations, and, and, and like in class today, some, sometimes you'd go in and that conversation would stop when I would enter the room. But other times, it would just be flying everywhere. And there were times, there were times when something would happen and some of those words would come to my mind. And when you're surrounded by that, those words are gonna come from your, from your heart, from your mind, because it's something that you've heard, it's something that's, that's, that's close. I had to be very careful. I had to be crazy careful uh, because you know when you hear that a lot. But I also had other drivers who were very Christ-like. And you'd ask this one particular woman how she was, and uh, she would say she was blessed. That would guide my, my mind to a different place and help me to remember my, my relationship. So the question is, what is in your heart? What are you filling your life with? What are you filling your time with? I want us to, to look at John, 1 John chapter 2 um, to remind ourselves that we are to love everyone. We are to love all people, especially those of the household of faith. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 to 11. It says, uh, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in, in that person. Verse 5, but if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in him. This is how we know that we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must also live as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new commandment, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This, this old command, command um, is, is in the message that you've heard, yet I am writing, I feel like I'm in a circle here. Um, verse eight, yet I am writing you a new command. It is truth uh, is seen in him and in you because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Verse nine, anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light. And there is nothing uh, to make them stumble. But anyone who hates his brother and sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness, and they do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. The conversation there is a reminder of our current times. How many times do we hear people say, I hate this organization, I hate this person, I hate that person? I hate broccoli. <laughs> Whatever it is that we hate, we, that conversation comes out of our mouths and we hear it. And sometimes it comes out of our own mouths about people. And maybe it doesn't come out of our mouths, but it comes into our mind. It comes into our mind that we really, really disagree or dislike something or somebody who's doing something. The scripture is telling us that if we hate our brothers, if we hate the people around us, the love of God is not in us. So you're telling me, so scripture is telling me, when I see that this is Pride Month, 
and that I must, you know, celebrate all these different things, that I must love all people. Yes, that's what I'm telling you. We have to love all people. Do we love and agree with everything that they do? No. If it is sinful, no. We cannot agree with that. There's a lot of people in my life who I love them. In my, my very close family that I love, but I disagree with, with things that they do. And I'm sure some of them disagree with some of the things that I do. But I am called to love. I am called to love because God first loved me. And I'm telling you, if it's a challenge for me, I know it's a challenge for you. So how do we love? How do we love those who are different than us, those who are, are, are different and, and living in a different, maybe, maybe sin, sinful lifestyle? Well, let's take a look at some of these things. Let's take a look. From Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. This is how you and I are to act. This is how you and I are to be. From Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So as we look at what this is saying, we are to look at things. It almost sounds like a Pollyanna-type <laughs> type life. The life that, that could be, should be, but we are so far from it, from it in our society today. But I can't hold these standards to the people of the world. I have to hold these standards to myself. You as Christians need to hold these standards in your heart and your life. Whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, praiseworthy, excellent. Those are our thoughts. And by doing so, we can love the people around us. And we must love the people around us. Going on to Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there is no law. Against these things there is no law. That we must live with these things. These must be the fruit of what comes out of our heart and out of our lives. I'm going to read them one more time. Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Why is there no law against those things? Because those are the things that are good. Those are the things that are right. Those are the ways, things we are to have and live in, in our lives. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3, those first 17 verses. We are new, we are different as Christians. Uh, first, uh, Colossians chapter 3, starting with verse 1, it says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seating, seated at the right hand. Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. For, for when you died, your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, 
Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to talk in these ways in, in the life you once lived. But verse 8, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off the old self with its old practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of Christ, its creator. There is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all in all. Therefore, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other uh, and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all of these virtues put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns, songs of the Spirit, and singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, things that are noble, things that are trustworthy, things, th things that are, are beautiful. And we live a different way. What is it you surround yourself with? Is it a news channel that's going all the time? Is it a sports channel that's going all the time? Is it a, 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 con a constant running around and being busy and keeping yourself just active and doing lots and lots of things. And while you're doing that stuff, are you focused on God? Are you thinking of God? Is the love of God in your heart? We were in a conversation yesterday. It was, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, am, I, am a mu I like music. I like all types of music. I'm not a big fan of rap music. And I'm definitely not a fan of the songs that they scream, like this scream. <laughs> and uh, we were in this conversation yesterday. And, uh, and I, I said, you know, there's so much anger in, in some, some of those types of music that we were talking about in particular. And, and, and the rage and just the screaming and yelling. Um, you know, I can't, I can't listen to that and... I listen to music to be encouraged, to be blessed, to, to just be chill. That stuff works me up. I mean, it doesn't work me up very long because I turn it off but, uh, or tune it out. But I, I don't understand when you fill yourself with such, 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 such stuff, I don't know how you can keep yourself focused. Um, and I'm sure somebody can explain it to me uh, and help me with that. But that's not... That's not what I need to, to encourage myself to be loving and to be peaceful and to love my fellow man. Um, I'm to be different. Our hearts are to, on be, are to be set on things above. And so I just don't know 
I just don't know what you and I can do. Um, I, I, I appreciate that statement about, you know, when are you going to stop preaching about love? You know, when, when we start doing it, when we start living it. And we are challenged like never before in our, in our society about loving others. Um, going back to, the, back to the scripture that we started with, it says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show, show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug deep and laid down the foundation on a rock. And when the floods came, the torrent struck that house, uh, uh, the torrent struck that house, but it could not shake it because it was well built. When life hits us, when life is tough and struggles come, we can stand firm and we can hold on to our faith because we know who holds our tomorrow. We know in whom we believe and we trust him and we, we know him. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like the man who built his house on the ground with, uh, without a foundation. Uh, the moment that the torrent struck that house, the collapse and its destruction was complete. If we do not build our house, our lives on a firm ground with firm uh, foundations, we are going to shake, we're going to fall. We're going to, we're going to fall and collapse. So you and I need to, to surround ourselves with scripture. We need to surround ourselves with songs. Uh, we have great opportunities with all types of music. Uh, to, to be in scripture, to be in, in songs, to be encouraged. We need to send things to each other, to encourage each other, whatever we can to help build each other's hearts up in the Lord. And by doing so, we are helping to, to build that foundation that will not be shaken. The storms are going to come. The storms will hit. But we will not be shaken because of that firm foundation that God has given us. So what is it that's in your heart? As we, um, as we live our lives, we know so many different things happen. Our hearts are, are hurt. Our lives are touched by, by sin. Our lives are touched by evil. But we have to stand for, firm and show the love of God to all people that come around us. No matter who they are, no matter what they do. We don't, we don't, we don't, we cannot stand for sin. We must speak up against sin, but we have to love the people around us with all that we have. I can't, I can't emphasize enough how much I would encourage you to read this book with us this summer and to uh, participate in the series, um, Loving First and Ending Hate Before It's Too Late. None of us can afford to let hatreds come into our lives and to rule our hearts. It's love that needs to rule our hearts. And we need to love with all we have. I am, I am blessed with, uh, with parents who have loved us and our family. All three of us are, are different. All three of us have different situations um, where, we've, where we've been directed and uh, our lives have led. But my parents have been a beautiful example of what it means to love no matter what situation uh, we are in. And I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate 
that foundation and that legacy that they leave. Uh, yesterday we uh, got, uh, attended a 50th wedding anniversary for uh, Kay and Rick Gross who always, they've kept our, our men, our young teens uh, guys for 18 plus years for the Belper Youth Rally. And their, their home is open wide, uh, they, they feast, we, they, we eat so much food there when we're there. But more than that, they show their love by opening their home uh, to, to, all, to us and to hundreds of other people throughout the year. And yesterday, there was a statement made about the legacy of their love that, that people know. People know that Rick and Kay are Christians. People know that they serve and they love and that they develop ministries and that they have led women's ministries and that they have helped build their churches because of the love of Christ that is within their hearts. I am grateful for the way they have served us, this church, over the years in so many ways. But it's even more beautiful when you see their whole family together and you see their sons following and their wives following Christ and that their grandchildren are following Christ and you see that legacy of love that, that, has, has, that they've created. We, you and I, need to live those type of lives where the love is what comes out of us, the good that's within our hearts, and that we need to, to bind that evil and, and remove it from our lives, from our minds, from our hearts, from our actions, and serve him with all that we got, with the love that he has put within us. What great love the Father has shed upon us that we can be called children of God. And that's our birthright. That's, we've been adopted by the God, the creator of our universe, to love and to serve and to be a light for him. I hope that your light is shining bright. I hope your, light, your heart is full of love. I hope that your heart is encouraged. But sometimes our hearts get, get afflicted. Sometimes our heart has struggle. And we just struggle with family members, with job situations, with life situations. And if you're in one of those situations and we can pray for you this day, please make it known. Please make it known. And if you've not turned your life to start that new life, as Colossians uh, shows us, to start that new life with God and to put away those old things, maybe today would be the day to start that as well. If you have any needs that we can be encouraging for you today, let it be known as we stand and sing.